0: Welcome to the let Friends podcast. I'm your host, Jocelyn Abrams. Over the next half an hour or so, we're going to talk about everything under the LGBTQ umbrella. So make yourself some coffee, pull up a chair, grab a seat, and let's be friends. Let's Be Friends Podcast, proudly brought to you by Gotti Automotive. Gotti Automotive is located at 1718 Williamson Road, Roanoke, Virginia. Keeping truth and confidence in automotive repair. Welcome to the Let's Be Friends Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Jocelyn Abrams. So, every two weeks when I do the show, I'd look for a topic. And I solicit input from... People on Facebook or my family or people who have listened to the show. So I can kind of discuss those topics that you want to hear rather than just the topics that I come up with in my very frightening scatterbrain. One of the topics that was brought to my attention was by my oldest daughter, Jennifer, and she asked... If we are our own downfall. Now, when she asked that, I kind of was wondering how it can be incorporated into the LGBTQIA discussion that we have here. The um, rainbow umbrella, as I've referred to it many a times. And I, I have been rattling that around in, in my, my noodle. And I think that the short answer is yes, we are responsible for our own destruction. And one of the ways that I see that uh, happening so much is we don't necessarily stand up for ourselves the way that we should. Now, there are many of you out there, many of you listening and myself included, who have learned and do stand up for ourselves, but there are also maybe times where one doesn't because of fear or, any type of social anxiety and i think that is where we can truly allow ourselves to be destroyed and our selves not to be built up the way we should be and with that i'm i'm saying if you allow yourself to be degraded or brought down then clearly by by definition you have allowed that you cannot then say well you you can't say that or i'm going to take a stand you've already set that precedent the way i think about it is i i think about a comedian that i i've listened to and offhand i'm not 100% sure uh, of, of the comedian's name. Um, and if I did, I don't have the rights to their comedy. So I don't want to say who it is and, and quote them because I, I don't want to steal their bit. But he said how he encountered racism at one point. And someone, another kid in in his school called him the N-word. And he had never heard that before other than, you know, not directed at him, but just stated. And he went to his parents and he said something to his mom and his mom goes, well, are you that? How can you be something if you don't know what it is? Or how can you be something if... You know, when someone else calls that to you, such as the N word, if you're not, and the same thing could be said with, you know, anyone in our community, if you're not the F word, a faggot, how can you be one? How can you identify as that if you don't see yourself as that? How how is one gay if they don't know really what they are, what gay is. When my kids were young and in school, much younger obviously, the I I, I heard a lot of kids say gay. Oh, that's gay, oh this is gay, or you know, whatever the the case may be, not necessarily you're gay. That's more of when I was in school in, in my generation, but the newer generation says, Oh, that's gay. Well, what, what is gay about it? You know, that, that's what I always wondered. Where did that word come in to describe something else? I mean, and I know I've, I've, kind of gone off track or or the topic here, but what are they saying? What What is gay about anything? So, how can you describe something inanimate as being gay? Same thing goes with people. If I am talking to Joe, how can I say, Joe, you're gay? If Joe himself is not gay. How can I say, Linda, you're a lesbian if Linda's not a lesbian? And that, that also brings me to another thing. Thinking about that, the kids always say, Oh my God, that's so gay. You never hear the kids say, Oh my God, that's so lesbian. What, where did, how did, damn it, how did, how did gay and gay men become like, like the, the popular choice? Whatever happened to being derogatory and saying, damn, that's lesbian or damn, you're a lesbian. You know, I, I, you know, equal opportunity, you know, slurs. Call me crazy. I know that's the stupidest thing you're probably going to hear all day, but think about it. Just take a second and think about, you know, when you were a kid, all the kids I'm sure said, Oh my God, you throw like a girl or you, you know, you climb trees like a, like a, like a boy, you're a tomboy. No one ever says you throw like, you know, a lesbian. It's you throw like a girl. Well, you know, where, where, where did that come from? I've seen some girls play softball and throw, you know, the, the pitch to ball And damn it, they throw like, you know, like I've never seen. I mean, they are incredibly accurate and scary. They throw. So maybe that's just me. I don't know. Go figure. But anyway, back to the initial topic. Thank you, Jennifer. Are we responsible for our own destruction? Are we not advocating for ourselves, and if we are, are we advocating for ourselves in a way that can be perceived as positive? Or are we articulating ourselves in a way that can be perceived as wishy-washy or negative, depending on how it's perceived by by the person? I think with myself, with this show, with my transgender panel and at Scares the Care, we advocate and we should or let me rephrase it. Okay, I advocate, I should always advocate as both a lesbian, a transgender woman, gay if you want to perceive it that way, but. As a transgender woman, how can I not answer your your query? Your query is generally curious. You're not asking things to be rude. A person can can generally tell when they're being asked a rude question or asked a question in a rude way, or if there's general curiosity in learning the information. I know when years and years ago to find any information, one would have to, you know, look it up or with the um, growth of the internet, they would Be able to look online and and try and find out the information and possibly the answers, but not always were they available, such as with being transgender. How can a person learn when they're they're getting misinformation all the time from the Internet or from reading materials or. You know, a, a, a person, if they're asking directly and the person goes, you can't ask me that or I don't want to answer that. I can't. That's that's you can't ask a person that. But they're not always asking in a way that can be perceived as negative. Sometimes they're asking out of sheer general curiosity and they can't find those answers online. They can't find the answers with people who react like, like, that, like that, saying you can't ask that. We should advocate. Why are Bill and Bill married? Well, because Bill loves Bill and Bill loves Bill. Why are June and Jane together? Well, because sometimes a You know, a girl loves a girl and sometimes a a girl loves a guy. It just depends on the person. We have to make those sort of answers normal, normal answers that we give a person instead of, oh, oh, gee, we don't we don't talk about that. We just we don't we don't talk about uh, Jill and Jane. We don't talk about Bill and Bill. We have to give those answers because. Much like anything else, if we answer it in a way that can be perceived as negative or, you know, we don't talk about that. Well, why don't we talk about that? Is that wrong? Is that bad? Should I not do that? Oh, my God. What if I what if I am gay like Bill and Bill? Well, obviously, the the person who just said we don't talk about that, generally your parent doesn't agree with that. Oh, shit, they're not going to accept me. They're not going to love me. Now I have to pretend I'm something I'm not in order to be accepted, in order to be loved by my family, by my friends, by my job, by my associates, by anyone in public. I have to fit that narrative, that mold, that is shown throughout society. downside of recording this show, as you can see, I had to turn it off and cut back, is sometimes the unexpected happens. And I do have the kids home this weekend, and they were being loud and making noise. So I lost my train of thought and had to stop the show. And now I'm starting back with you guys again. But what I was saying before about advocating, about being our own destructors when it comes to not advocating or not answering the questions with which people want to ask us. Now, with that being said, I have heard some people say, oh, have you had the surgery yet? What surgery are you talking about? There are so many surgeries that one can have. There's also people that choose not to have a surgery or two surgeries or any surgeries at all. They are just people who want to live their life like anybody else. So asking someone, have you had the surgery yet? Mm, That is more than inappropriate. It is also more than just factually incorrect. So being able to advocate and answer and say to that person or any person, you know, I understand what you're asking, but... Here's my personal preference on that, or here's a bunch of surgeries and, and, you know, not ignoring their question, not telling them that their question is rude or that they shouldn't ask it, but maybe just saying to the person, first off, what is in my panties has no bearing on you. Or if you are a female to male, what is in my boxers has no bearing on your life. Answering what surgery is a, a valid question. What surgery are you asking about? That time that that question tends to put people in in an understanding in their head of oh maybe maybe I shouldn't ask that, or if they want to double down, they'll say, Oh well I'm talking about that surgery. Well, there's many of those areas that can be surgically enhanced which are you referring to might get the point across but again i digress on how one can treat those questions because they have that intent of sounding Very inappropriate. Sounding very rude. So, maybe just accepting their questions as questions. Just as curiosity. And answering as best you can without answering too much information about yourself if you're not ready to divulge that. That might be a way to go. Ignoring it, though kind of seems like you're ashamed of it. Kind of seems like you don't want to answer it or it's not something to be discussed. And if one thing isn't to be discussed, what's the limit on other things that they cannot discuss. And that will put us back into the situation of, okay, we're just going to not be able to get these answers Therefore, we don't talk about it. Therefore, we people ignore that it's not there. Therefore, you know, those people, whomever they may be, don't have, you know, don't exist or, or don't belong. And then we're in the same boat or in a worse position than we were originally. We are here. We are. Not going anywhere, so let's embrace it and tell people what we can. I love when people look at me and ask, are you, are you trans? Well, yeah, let me tell you about me. That's so much better than them just ignoring and calling me sir, or in a a female to male calling them ma'am. Recognition is the biggest form of acceptance and flattery. It it really is. If you just look at someone and even just ask what their pronouns are, it goes a super long way. And if you ask that first and then, you know, get get some more information, more questions. That's a whole lot better than just saying something stupid, such as, have you had the surgery yet? I, I really, I really hate that question. I, I can't even, it makes my skin crawl. Hearing people say, have you had the surgery yet? Because there's so many. I just, oh, it it drives me insane. So Because of that, don't let yourself be the reason that everyone's lumped into that same situation of being ignored, being cast out, being cast down upon, or even looked down upon, not necessarily cast out of society. Answer the query as it is, as it is intended to be, a question. Just like when someone says, hey, how old are you? Or, hey, where do you live? 95 to 99% of the time, a person's just asking you for their own edification, for their own information. And maybe it'll lead to a further discussion. Maybe it'll even lead to them taking that knowledge to someone else and saying, Hey, I met someone in this community that I normally wouldn't have a chance to interact with. And they told me some, some things that are incredibly awesome to know. And you know what? I would like to pass that information on. That is, I think the initial draw for our transgender panel that we had at Scares to Care. That information you cannot find everywhere. Who a person is, what a person went through, what's their story, how an individual went from one point in their life to another point in their life. What changes, what situations helped or harmed that person in making those changes. I was hearing a a friend of mine the other day and a new friend actually, um, who is also transgender and they will actually be telling their story on my show. I believe in two weeks. So listen up. You, you'll love to hear another story and You may even notice the similarities in their story and my story. If you listen to episode number one, maybe some similarities in that story and my story for your story. Maybe you will notice those, those situations that pushed you into the need to to be true to yourself and to society. So, I'm not saying yes or no, but they they uh, uh, they asked me, you know, if you know what I lost my train of thought. My train of thought derailed. I don't know if you guys heard that. But it was a train derailing. It was my train of thought derailing. So I'm just going to end the show by saying I want everyone to listen in two weeks to hear the story from my new friend. Maybe share your story with me in an email, in a text in a a message, in a Facebook post, whatever it may be, share your story or get a message to me. And I would love for everyone to hear your story. Hear how you want to tell your story. It's not how I want to tell your story. It's not how others want to hear your story. It's how you want to tell your story. And the best way to find acceptance To find education and to get an educated opinion on someone is by hearing that person's story. So I want you to consider sharing your story with me, with this show, with everyone listening to this show, so that maybe we can get all that information out there and not be the downfall of our own selves, our own existence. Let's not hurt ourselves by not sharing. Let's help ourselves by sharing ourselves with everyone out there, letting people know we're here and we're not going anywhere. So as I've said numerous times, and I'll say it again, in a world where you can be anything you want, be kind. Talk to you next time. This has been the Lesbian Friends Podcast, and I've been your host, Jocelyn Abrams. Thank you so much for listening, and I look forward to you listening again on the next show. Remember, email me with your questions, comments, concerns, or stories at lesbifriendspodcast at gmail.com. And remember, the next story that we may feature on the show could be yours.